0: Good evening, New Our Church family. It is Wednesday, August fifth, and it's great to be with you all for another Wednesday night Bible study. We have our very own illustrious Arash Poor with us tonight, <laughs> who's going to bring to us another message on doubt. Arash, I'm going to hand it over to you and let you take it away. I'll be back after the broadcast.
1: All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, uh last uh last time i did this i i had a uh, Coke bottle glasses um in, in honor of uh kind of emulating my uh, my mentor here steven and i thought it'd be only appropriate that i also have a pirate patch to uh to emulate um brother moss who i don't know if most of you knew know is uh he actually was a pirate uh before he came to the lord um before <laughs> it's a joke it's a joke but uh, of course, unfortunately, I won't be able to wear the entire uh, preaching or teaching uh, because um, I, I need to see. So I, <laughs> I need to see my notes. But uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, we're going to go ahead and continue our wonderful series on doubt. And um, I, I want to look at a very familiar passage of scripture, something that we are uh, a story we're all very too uh, familiar with Um looking at Elijah in First Kings chapter 18. Um, and here is this great prophet who um, comes out of hiding. And he, of course, confronts uh, King Ahab, a terribly wicked king of Israel there. Um, also, uh, who's, I think we're all familiar with the queen, Jezebel. Um, and so he kind of confronts him and says, I want all of Israel to meet me on top of Mount Carmel. And he wants everybody there. Uh, Of course, he tells us to Obadiah and Obadiah is kind of freaking out because he doesn't want to die. Um, So he says, okay, no problem. So sure enough, they go on Mount Carmel, all of Israel shows up and he challenges what's happening to all the people. Because right now they've all accepted a very foreign God, Baal, and everybody worships Baal because Baal is the cool thing. And um, so everybody worships Baal and he's trying to demonstrate who the true God is. And so he says, you know, bring everybody here. And of course, all the prophets come, 450, but all prophets. And then um, Azera, another prophet. There's about 400 of them, so close to 850 prophets come on the town of Mount, Car- Mount Carmel. And um, and there's all lonely Elijah up there. And so there's a challenge. He makes a very very simple plea to the children, uh, to the people of Israel. He says, um, whoever sets up an altar of sacrifice and the God that answers by fire it's a simple request let him be God and the one who does not answer by fire obviously is not God and so it was a very very simple and everybody thought it was very fair it was that's a very fair fair uh test there so they all go ahead and take it so of course he wants to make sure that the prophet of Baal goes first and There's 450 of them. Of course, they get their bull and they cut them up in pieces and they put them on there and and then they put the woods and they all start chanting and reaching out. Please answer us. Please answer us. Please. Nothing happens. And then Elijah gets kind of funny. He starts making fun of them and, and says, well, maybe he's in the restroom. Maybe he's using the bathroom or maybe he's on another business or he can't hear you. And just really, really giving it to them. Then it gets so serious. They start cutting themselves and and getting swords and and I don't know if they're mutilating themselves or what. But what's happening? But they're cutting themselves and worshiping and enchantress and being extremely demonstrative. By the way, to see if this god, this Baal, will answer by fire and consume the sacrifice. It goes on and goes on, and finally, after later in the day, they just finally just said, "You know what." There's no answer. The people are bored. They've been sitting there for eight hours doing nothing, just watching these prophets chanting, you know, there's 450 prophets. So finally, Elijah says, okay, my turn. I'll go ahead and take this. So he sets up his altar and he says, get 12, get 12 stones and put them around the altar. And of course they get 12 stones and they say, make a trench, make a big trench. And they make a big trench. And then he says, give me four, four jars of uh, water. And they put four jars of water. He goes, that's not enough. We need more water. So they went and got four more jars of water. And they pour it in, gushing all the sacrifice. There's water everywhere. And then he says, that's not enough. We need more water. And a third time, they get more jars of water. And they keep pouring water on top of this sacrifice. And then as they're washing, you know, as they're coming out of the mud and the gush, because it's so wet and drenched with water. He says, now watch, Yahweh, answer me. And fire comes from the sky and consumes not only the sacrifice, not only the rocks, not only the water, but literally just sucks everything right in and burns everything up. And everyone in Israel, all of Israel is surrounded by the Mount Carmel, right there on top. And then they fall on their faces and they start worshiping the true God. They say, we know who God is now. We were wrong. Yes, we repent. We will follow you, Yahweh. And then what happens? He says, get me the 450 prophets. Don't let them get out of your sight. And sure enough, the people grab the prophets and then he takes them down by the river and he slaughters every single one of them. And I mean, he just goes right after them. Now watch this. This is very, very interesting. For, for, chapter 18, First Kings. And we're at the last verse. So here's this, I mean, he, and then he prays for water. And of course, finally, after this long drought, I thought there was a drought and they're throwing all this water. There's a long drought, and finally rain comes, and King Ahab sees the rain, and he repents also. Verse 46, 1 King 18, Now the Lord energized Elijah with power, and he tucked his robe in his belt and ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. He was full of power, full of faith, And he confronted doubt in the children of Israel. He confronted doubt. They did not believe that Yahweh would answer by fire. They did not believe that he was a true God. They believed Baal was the true God. And they had complete doubt. And what does he do? He confronts that doubt. He goes up and says, if you really doubt, then who is this? And consumes everything. And this is a high point. This is like the most powerful thing in his ministry. He's in this high point. God has consumed all the sacrifice. Everybody is turning back to God. Doubt is cast aside. This is phenomenal. Phenomenal. But let's keep reading. This is chapter 19. And I'm going to go ahead and share my screen so that you can go ahead and read along with me because I am a visual person. Um, so we are at chapter nine, 19, 1 Kings. Now watch this, Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. He's of course, he's weeping, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Jezebel, oh no. You know, Eli- you know this, this terrible Elijah, he's done all these terrible things. He weeps to his wife. And included a detailed account of how he killed all the prophets with the sword. This is very important. So then Jezebel sends a messenger to Elijah with this warning. May the gods judge me severely if by this time tomorrow I do not take your life as you did theirs. That's a bold-faced threat. I will kill you. Now, watch this, verse three. This is the powerful Elijah. This is the one who just called fire from the sky, the one who killed all these foreign prophets who were true, you know, worshiping a true false, I mean, a false God. Now, watch this, verse three. Elijah was afraid. So he got up and fled for his life to Beersheba in Judah, and he left his servant there. And while he went a day's journey into the wilderness, he went and sat down under a shrub and asked the Lord to take his life. What? I've had enough. Now, O Lord, take my life. After all, I am no better than my ancestors. And he stretched out and he fell asleep under the shrub. Take my life. What in the world just happened here? Can someone please explain to me what just happened? Here is Elijah who just brought fire from heaven to consume a sacrifice. And then he converts an entire nation Back to God. And then he destroys the prophets, the false prophets. And now he's running for his life? What? He confronts doubt in the, in the, in the Israelites. But that's the thing about doubt, right? Maybe he forgot to confront the doubt in himself. He found himself dealing with doubt i i'm always shocked whenever i ever read the story just thinking what you don't think god's going to protect you too elijah he he brought fire from heaven you, you don't think he's going to protect you against Jezreel, jezebel is is god just going to ignore that that he's done but here he is dealing with doubt so much so that he's saying, please take my life. I am done. Self-doubt. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about here um, for this Wednesday night is about doubt in regards to ourselves. Um, I, I've always, I, I kind of boil it down to about three, three things that really impact uh, our doubt that we have. Um, the flesh, of course, obstructs us um it automatically obstructs us because it's opposed to what god is doing so of course insecurities towards god um the flesh just opposes anything of course it's 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 one of the the biggest battles we have when it comes to doubt um externals that discourage us these are outside forces that kind of take the wind out of us when jezebel threatened elijah it caused him to doubt if god could protect him from the wrath of the queen. The loss of a job or the death of a loved one are externals that can sometimes cause us to have doubt in God. I thought God was a provider. I thought God was a healer. So there we go. There's doubt again. And I I think another part, and the last part, um, again, these are just some things I've I've picked out. This isn't a Uh, these aren't scriptural. These are, these are principles. I I think I see is that experiences that shackle us, um, our failures, our mistakes, uh, have a way of surfacing when we, um, when we confront, uh, when we're confronted by doubt. Remember how I failed. That's kind of how it affects us. Um, or how my parents failed me, or how my mentors have failed me, or will God do the same? Will he fail me just like they did? And um, an ability to accomplish things is, is will, will God really meet me where I am? And these are just things that really, these experiences shackle our doubts. And we have these, these insecurities. I think these things that kind of pop up and and uh, really hamper what God is trying to do. Um, and it's, it's, it's not just uh, the prophet Elijah here. It's, it's we all have these insecurities. We all have these doubts that um, can impact us. Um, and it's, it doesn't go away. It does not go away. As you just saw, it, it impacted the great prophet Elijah, who did many miracles, who saw God working in all kinds of things. And even he struggled with this, um, including himself. Um, so can God use me? That's, that's like a question we always seem to be asking is, can God use me? Am, am, am I, am I usable? Am, can God work through me? It's, it feels like I, I don't think God can work through me. I'm just, I'm just inadequate. I, I have, I have too many inabilities. And, and I think this, this is kind of self-defeating. Um, and it, it's a bit arrogant saying that, you know, the almighty God who designed you can't work through you um, or that he loves you. And uh, we look at the prodigal son in Luke 15. What a great, great story. And here is this son who demands his inheritance from his father and just says, I, I just want to leave. And he takes all the money he takes his friends, by the way, his friends all come with him because he has money to spend. And of course, they go out and they party and they, he wastes and squanders all his inheritance. And his friends, by the way, leave him. So this shows you how uh, true friends he has. He has obviously none. He's by himself. He's starving and he's among the swine. And he says, I might as well go live back with my father. I know his swine at least get fed better than what I'm eating right now. And he goes back to his father. And this is such an interesting story because he goes back to his father and his father's reaction is just so astounding. It's so amazing that he runs after him. You have to understand when, when you did something like this, you were literally cut off from your family. You were cut off from your community. The right thing for the father, the honorable thing the father should have done is when the son came back, he should have done a ceremony and cut him off from the community and said, you are no longer allowed here, go back where you came from, this was your decision. But he doesn't do that, he does not do that. What does he do? He runs to him, he embraces him, he has a celebration a huge party. Does he deserve it? No, he doesn't deserve it. He just squandered all the money. He was completely arrogant and self-conceited and thought he could accomplish all kinds of things. He deserved worse, but that's not how he reacted. He reached out to him and embraced him, and this Parable is an example of what, but in this example of God to us, that's how much he cares for us. That's how much he loves us. He's willing to work through your shortcomings. He's willing to work through your sin. He's willing to work through all the things that prevent you from truly you know, participating in what God wants to do. Because God can work through you. He'll work through your insecurities. He'll work through your doubts. He'll work through everything. God is able. And we have to realize, and this is something where I have to remind myself, because at times, you know, just like the prophet Elijah, here's in his, you know, this high top. He's, he's, you know, he's turned everybody. Everybody's been praying through the Holy Ghost. And the next day, he's just like, is, does God even exist? Is is God gonna help me? Is is God gonna come through on this? If, where is God? It's it's like a it's a roller coaster, really. Doubt is a roller coaster, just like faith. It, it's never stagnant, it's never constant, it just goes up and down. Our our faith, not God's, but our faith, it just keeps going up and down, up and down as different life experiences and different challenges come our way. And we deal with that. So at times we doubt that God can work through us. God calls us to something and we don't answer. God calls you to do something and you just say you're overwhelmed. God says, "No, you can. You're more than able to get everything done. I I will meet your inadequ- inadequacies." That's that's the that's the thing about this God is that you don't need to have a whole lot to, um, to work for him. (laughs) He's kind of has a low bar here. As long as you're, you know, as long as you're, you're faithful, just uh, you don't need to have a lot of abilities. You don't need to have a lot of talents to really work for this God. And, um, and I think that that's just this evident in in the scriptures as you read that. And, and uh, what's amazing, of course, Elijah, you know, of course, he's fine and God takes care of him. And, um, but it is interesting that here is this great prophet who confronts doubt in Israel and ultimately has to deal with his own doubt. And um, as he runs away from a false challenge. If Jezebel wanted Elijah dead, she would not have sent a messenger. She would have sent a sword. But she didn't. It was an empty threat. And that, my dear brothers and sisters, is also something that we are all dealing with is empty threats that have no justification. And God will need us. God will work through us. Well, I, I am done. I've, uh, I've given my thought. Um, I do want to see if uh, Lil can kind of come back and And uh, we can go ahead and have some uh, question and answer session where um, where we can kind of talk about self-doubt and some of the struggles we all deal with.
0: I am back, Arash, and uh, I have put in the chat box uh, a note for you guys. If you have questions, as Arash was speaking, or if you have a a question on doubt that wasn't necessarily... um, Know, jarred by Arash's uh, message tonight. Put it in the chat box and uh, we'll get there. Arash, one question came to my mind while while you were speaking. And I, I wonder if this is true uh, for you. Have you found that we tend to be assaulted by a doubt after a high point, after a victory? After, have, you, have you found that personally?
1: I have found that personally. And we found that in the scriptures with Elijah. Yeah, I think uh, you could preach an amazing message and then the next day it's just like, uh
0: uh. But why do you think that? What's your take on that? Why do you think that is?
1: Uh I, you know, that's what a great question. I I um I don't know if it's just if it's God's way of making sure that we um, continually go to him and mm-hmm. that we don't get too um, too comfortable um because i'll tell you what this this walk is not comfortable especially when you're practicing faith is not comfortable at all um doubt is always there and so um i know that that's kind of how i've always seen it i've just seen it as a way of god Mm -hmm. making sure you're not too comfortable and and uh, he just keeps pushing (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah no i get it no humbling in other words bring it bring it back down bring you okay. back down yeah exactly just kind of like it's interesting that you went there that you you went there that it was god who does that but in my mind i always feel like it's the enemy so okay. <laughs> it's just, no it was interesting you said that i always feel like it, it's his way it be, yeah it could be god yeah. or yeah. and, you know who do you think you are you're nothing and, and um, i found myself on those highs and lows at different times and,
1: definitely and, definitely and and it's, it's interesting you brought that up is you know when i um uh, I, I, my my holy ghost experience um i got it i don't know i am going to say 15 years ago i could be wrong with the math but um when i first prayed for the whole you know, not for the first time but when i really prayed and i prayed through um i did i did have a uh an, an attack there where um the enemy did say um you don't belong here you were not mm-hmm. adequate. you you should just give up while you you know while you're ahead just you know you're, you're wasting your time. You are wasting your time. Who do you think you are? And it was, I mean, it was it, 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 to the point where it almost stopped me from getting the Holy Ghost. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, until um, uh, one of uh, uh, the ladies in my church uh, who, who recently passed away, went to glory. But um, she, she kind of prayed for me and just said, you know, that's, that's just the devil. Don't, don't, you know, don't worry about that. That's, uh, he's always there, you know, just ignore him.
0: <laughs> so, so literally in the midst of your... Assault. In the midst
1: of the celebration, yeah, exactly. So, I gave a word to, to, to dissuade to assuage
0: your doubt, right?
1: Persuade my doubt, exactly. And 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 uh-huh. you know, I prayed through and uh, never looked back. Um, but it, it's, it strengthened me, if anything. Um, but it is, it's it's going to be there. You're gonna you're gonna feel that doubt all the time whenever God calls you to do something. Yeah. And, and I think we always we always go back to us. Oh well, I'm inadequate, and God goes, yeah, I'm uh-huh. inadequate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm the one who's going. You, you're just my messenger here. Remember, I'm. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm the one doing the job here. Okay, you're just you just happen to be going along for the journey here. Okay, that's I'm mm-hmm. doing all the work here. <laughs> but I, I think that's getting that perspective. That perspective where we, we understand that it's of course mm-hmm. you know it's of course I I ha, I do not have the abilities, uh, but he, he meets all those inadequacies. Sure. So.
0: That was a good response. So I see a couple of questions popping up here. I have one uh, from Caleb Beersley. Mm -hmm. And he says, when we have doubt in God, do you believe it's rooted more fundamentally in doubt of ourselves and our ability? Me,
1: personally, my opinion, I think, um, yes. Uh, I think that's part of it. Um, part of it is also our experiences growing up, um, and our flesh, but yeah, we, we doubt God, uh, based on our relationships. I think relationships play a key role in, in God's abilities. So yeah, we, we, uh, but yeah, I think, I think when it comes down to it, yeah, it's, it is a, at the end of the day, it, it, it's a doubt in ourselves. We, we, um, God
0: has called us to walk in faith. And, and and faith being this this whole unseen factor
1: exactly you're you're completely blind well, I'm sure I cover up my entire eyes out but but yeah it, you're completely blind I it's it's you can't see you just yeah. you can only feel the first you know foot or two so
0: sure. yeah I mean um, you know I think of faith and I think about you know it was the man who says you know Lord I believe help thou my unbelief. I think a doubt but that didn't stop God like, um, oh from from moving and, and also. No. You know, "God, God move in spite of you. Yeah, exactly. In spite of you, because again, once again, we
1: want to reestablish this. It, you don't need to have abilities to serve God. Um, he tells you to do something, go do it because he's going to fill in the rest. Yeah. So, he, just, <laughs> he just
0: fills in the rest. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I, I love the, you know, Abraham, you know, when, when God called Abraham, you know, told him, I'm going to send you to a land. Uh, you know, and, and, and Abraham just, you know, the story reads like he just gets up and starts walking, you know, with, with no particular, no map, no GPS, no, no address, you know. Wait, wait, this okay. All right. Let's everybody get into U-Haul. We're going. Exactly. And he just goes. And, and, you know, obviously there's countless stories of Abraham exhibiting faith, and, and, <laughs> but he was that unseen. Yes. but Moving in spite of. In spite. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. All right. So we have another question. Uh, this question says: Do you think we are more susceptible to doubt after we have had an experience where we have poured ourselves out?
1: Ooh, that's an excellent question. So you're exhausted? Um, yeah. I, I mean, if if you're exhausted and you're running on fumes, yeah, I, I I think yeah, you definitely you'll definitely experience more doubt. It it does. it it affects your spirit um the bible text tells us to take care of our temples our bodies so yes sabbath is important learning to stop and um learning to take care of yourself those are all very important but yeah i think yeah i mean yeah i feel like you feel more depressed when you're exhausted and i you know i i'm you know talking from experience right now because i have a, a newborn um Yes, not sleeping and, and staying up. And actually, it's not bad. He's, he's fantastic. But, but, it, but it does. It does affect your, um, it does affect your, your outlook in, in the world. You, you're, more, you're more pessimistic. Um, but yes, I think that's an excellent question.
0: Yeah, I think that um, kind of goes along with, you know, the thought that a lot of people feel like, you know, that, you know, if you're a Christian, that all life is supposed to go, you know, hunky-dory, you know, which we know just isn't the case.
1: No, it's not.
0: Maybe always to be on this high, if you will, or always feeling, you
1: know. Uh, it can be, you can't survive on the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 you have to come back down. So yes, and you will, you will come back down. <laughs> <laughs> and embrace it, embrace it, embrace it. If as as you come back down, it's
0: part of the, it's part
1: of the journey as you, as you yeah. embrace that.
0: Absolutely, we're still in this flesh, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, we're still flesh. We have another really good questions uh, here. Uh, this one comes from uh, Betty Jones. Betty Jones. Betty Jones, who just turned the big eight. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, happy
1: birthday. are Yeah.
0: That's right. just, just yesterday, I, what's this, Wednesday? My day's get off with this COVID thing. I believe it was just yesterday. So I'm um, sorry to put you on blast, Sister Betty, on uh, <laughs> Facebook Live and YouTube. But uh, but your daughter already did it yesterday anyway.
1: So. Uh, yeah, so there you go.
0: Happy birthday. Um, but Sister Betty asks, uh, are there any biblical examples of anyone who never experienced doubt? Any that you know of?
1: None that I know. Of. Even Jesus doubted. I oh, that just tells you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go to Jesus like, gee, no, that's not true. Because Jesus was praying in the g- garden and he did not want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Even Jesus doubted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God incarnate. You know, I, the human, the human, uh, the humanity of, of God there. Yeah. Even he doubted. I, it's, it's a very, it's, it's part of our walk is, 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 is doubt. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be there whether you like it or not. It's always there.
0: Yeah. I, my mom went to John the Baptist and then I had to remember, you know, when, when John was in prison, you know, he sent in his doubt. It, yeah. He sent us, Hey, so, see, yeah. my cousin, How Are you the one? do some, do, some
1: uh, do something and get me out of prison here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Went, don't forget me.
0: <laughs> so if you know who, if you're on the, uh, watching the broadcast and you know of some biblical character who did not exhibit doubt, you, you put it in the chat box here, but I can't think of any.
1: I cannot think of any, unfortunately, I, I, or fortunately I should say, they've all doubted. And then, and even God incarnate has doubted as well, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's, it's, we are going to doubt. It's 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 part of, you know, how we are, it's how we deal with the doubt. That's, that's the big part. Absolutely. Let it, let it paralyze us. Or do we, you know, in spite of our doubt, we, we do, you know, God's work and we move
0: forward. Absolutely. Ooh, got another good one here. What are ways that we can overcome self-doubt? Either from the story, from the story that you, you read or from your own experience, from experience. Um,
1: a, a, a excellent question. Um, how to overcome self-doubt is, one, being aware of who you are. I think that's, that's really, um, important because, um, you know, being aware of your relationships, um, uh, I, am a systems theory kind of guy, meaning I believe all relationships are connected and how we view God, uh, being aware of all those relationships and how they impact your view of God and, and, and uh, your doubt towards God. Cause that will automatically give you a window when you are doubting something and you're saying, well, where is this coming from? Well, it's, coming from, um, you know, my
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: my, uh, my dad who wasn't, you know, the the best with promises or is this coming from my mom or is this is coming from my grandpa or this is coming from my boss or whatever might be these relationships that really do impact us. Um, mm-hmm. um, and then also being aware of, of, uh, of ourselves and our own um, insecurities and, mm-hmm. and having those bleed in as well to what God wants to do. Um, you know, Moses was not an excellent speaker. Um sure he was terrified of speaking, uh, but God worked through him. So, I mean, he was, he was aware of it. He was aware of it. He said, you know what? I, I I'm, I'm a terrible speaker. I, you know, I have a, I have a problem and, and uh, God, God supplied. So mm-hmm. God worked through that and of course provided Aaron.
0: Yeah, that, that's good. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in keeping it real. And, uh, you know, I think the people you surround yourself with, um, you know, not that you should have people around you that, that boost you falsely, you know what I mean? But, oh yes,
1: I, I, yeah, that's a very good, yeah. Your, your, your friends yeah, you're to pull you down or take you up. That's, that's
0: very, yeah. I mean, I, I, grew up in a community where, you know, if you had a gift, if you had, you know, something, there was something special about you, you know, that people would try to diminish that somehow, you know, and, and you know, they call that crab in a pot syndrome. And, uh, you know, if you, if you could sing, they made sure they let you know you couldn't Yeah, it was just always kind of pushing you down and I know um, what
1: you're talking about I used to I used to have friends like that in high school uh Mm -hmm. they're no longer my friends so um
0: (laughs) you know and 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 not that not that we're good at everything but you know be be real and ultimately we know that God is the one if he called us or if he equipped whatever the case that he's the one that's going to supply so even if it's true that you as in Moses case you just mentioned I can't talk I can't I don't speak well you know, I, I, I identify with Moses. You you guys probably tease me, you know, I talk fast. You know, Regina says I can preach two messages in one. Yeah. I speak so fast. Yeah. And, and you know, I use my ebonics and I have my own way of and, and I'm just learning that, hey, this is the way God made me. You know, th- this is me. And 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 so I have to learn to trust in him. Um and, and not take everything that people may call a negative, a negative, or that I may see as a negative, a negative. Uh, there's somebody out there, you know, and I think that's the beauty. I know I'm segueing a little bit from this, but that's the beauty of this pastoral team.
1: Yeah,
0: diversity. We have, you know, that, that somebody's going to be able to identify someone. Um, there's somebody has a strength somewhere that they can. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, all Absolutely those not. doubts we have, you know, what I'm not that God can use those yeah. uh, if you put those in, in, into his hands, and um, yeah, Let's go with it, and ultimately, go to the word. What does God say? You know, His word has to be exalted above all others. So all those voices in our head, all those people who said we weren't this or we weren't that, ultimately, what does God say that we are wonderfully and beautifully made. Um, you know, and yeah, we belong to Him, and so it has to be His word that trumps all. Up, He's on your side. He's He's fighting for you. He's not mm-hmm. fighting against you. He's absolutely. I'm gonna shut up, Rash. Because this is your Bible study. Okay? <laughs>
1: That's all right, Lil.
0: That's all right. <laughs> all right we do have some other questions here um question from cassandra do you think god anticipates our doubt and lays plans for us uh that that interact with that in other words does he have a plan to help us in spite of our doubts
1: definitely definitely god does have a plan in spite of your doubts and he's aware of your doubts Mm -hmm. um he's he made you he knows all those things and so um, yeah, he will he will move mountains and bring you to places where um, he can't work with you. I mean, with Elijah, he eventually uh, took him to uh, a place where he was able to eat and it nourished him, and mm-hmm. then he was able to you know walk for forty days. I mean, the story kind of continues on um, mm-hmm. where he was able to just maybe maybe Elijah was hungry, maybe he was running around all day and he was so busy with everything and he was. Killing prophets left and right. Maybe he was, he was just starving. He was just, in it, and he just, you know. And then uh, depression sets in because he's not taking care of himself. He just poured himself out on, on the mountaintop, and and here he is now, just wondering, you know, where is God in all this? And and God yeah. says, you know what? Why don't you have some pizza? I'm going to help you out here. Let me just get you something. <laughs> Let me just encourage you along. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I really do believe, and I, this is how how I've experienced this is. God always challenges you towards your doubts. It's it seems like he he knows what they are and he just puts it right in your face. Uh huh. He says uh-huh. you're worried about this. So guess what? Yeah. That's all I'm going to send your way. <laughs> you going to deal with that straight up, bro? Right? <laughs> we'll deal with it straight up, <laughs> There's no side business here. All right, we're not going to talk. You know, corner of our mouths here. We're going to come straight up to you. All right, we're gonna we're gonna deal with it and we're gonna help you with this. <laughs>
0: Hey, you know, I remember standing in the baptism. You mentioned your baptism and, and the voice that was speaking to you in, in, at yeah. that in moment. And I remember, um, you know, agreeing to get baptized. I believe that part, that that part, the baptism, the water baptism part was very clear to me. The Holy Ghost piece, though, with all this speaking in tongues, I, you know, that was just weird. It's very weird. And uh, I mean, I remember being in the baptism and, and being doubtful about receiving the Holy Ghost. And, and, you know, just finally saying to God, look, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't get this. I don't understand it. You know, these people that I've newly met, they could be fraud. I don't understand. So in my doubt, I'm speaking to him and he filled me with his spirit, you know, and, and so I'm not coming to him in faith. I'm not saying, oh, yes, you know, but I'm, I'm actually doubting and talking to him. Yes. And, 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 you know, that's one of the things that I firmly believe in. I yeah. believe in opening God and telling God exactly what you're struggling with. And uh, because he is out for our good, he is trying to help us succeed. He is trying to lay plans that are for our benefit. And
1: um, there's something powerful, Lil, when you when you verbalize something and mm-hmm. you say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it, it, there's there's a power to it where you just say, you know what, I, I doubt that you're going to take care of this. I, mm-hmm. You know, I really, it uh, to me, it always just really alleviates a lot of my stress. And I just say, God, I doubt you're going to come through with this. I mm-hmm. doubt you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be God who's going to take care of this. And And it's amazing. He, he always does. Um, you, you said that it made me think of a story where, um, I, I I actually, a little bit of, uh, I went to seminary and I remember the first class I took, um, it was biblical interp and there were these articles we had to read. And I'm a, you know, I'm a finance major. We work with numbers. And, and I remember I read this, the, the articles and I was completely lost. Mm
0: -hmm. And I
1: remember I just prayed to God. I said, God, I have no idea what they're talking about. Every sentence, I'm looking up words in the dictionary. I don't think I can do this, uh-huh. and uh, I had doubt in that God wanted me to go there, but He did, and uh, and He, of course, He He helped me and 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 pushed me along. But you know, those 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 challenging areas where God does really really come in uh-huh. and help you.
0: Absolutely, uh-huh. definitely. All right, got more questions coming. All right, you guys are doing great. Bring him. All right. Is it true, Oh, you gotta be cautious when somebody starts a question like that. Is it true that God will often use us in areas where we are not so strong in order to receive the glory and help remind us that it's all about him, not us? Um,
1: I don't know, I don't know if I, I agree with that statement. I, I think he, he does use, uh, you know, use us in our weaknesses uh-huh. Um, but I think he also uses our strengths as well. Um, you know, I, again, I told you, I finance is something that I, I I deal with and I do, and I, I understand. Um, so of course, you know, I, I do the church finances. So I don't know if God will. Really <laughs> so I don't know why God had me do that, but I, I, to me, I, I think he does both, but um, I, I do like, I'd like the idea that he likes to use you in your weaknesses. Like I, that, that kind of, I, I like that idea, but I don't know how accurate of an idea it is, but I don't, I don't know what your input is on that role.
0: Really. I'm going through, uh, you know, character studies in my mind as you're talking it, and, and it does seem to be a pattern, um, you know, e- even to Paul, I was reading Paul this this, uh, this morning and, and even with Paul, okay, you know, Paul was amazing, you know, I mean, talk about an evangelist, but you multiple know, PhDs. Yep. You know, I mean, come on. I mean, Paul had this whole pedigree that was amazing and, and who did God send him to? Not the people who he could understand, not the people who he was, you know, well versed in, meaning the Jews, his own people. But he sent them to the Gentiles, and you know, it's like, eh? what? I mean, don't you know how much more of a benefit I would be to these people? This is what I know. So, this, so it, it it does seem, and right, I, that there's a pattern at least um, with the, with a the lot that, that I can think of. Uh, Where. it it doesn't seem like it's the best use to send that person to do this job. Maybe there's somebody, but God says, "Ah," you know, I I don't know if it's hundred percent, but maybe there's something to that. Maybe there's something to that. Yeah.
1: I can not definitely say that's what God does. Um, There might be something to it. I'll, I'll leave it at that.
0: (laughs) I'll I'll agree on that one. All right. Okay. Let's see. I'm scrolling here. Oh, what? Desi J asked, where did that tree come from? <laughs> I thought that was a trick question. You guys set me up here. <laughs> you know Rosh is in his bunker. All kinds of things in his bunker there. <laughs> I
1: am I am downstairs under hidden treasure. Uh as a pirate, you have to um uh, okay. gotta have a tree. <laughs> So the baby took my uh my office upstairs, so here I am downstairs. With That's the all right things. Um, we
0: do, we do have some legit questions here. <laughs> Good. Let me hear that. All right. Here we go. Uh, this one comes from Amy Vieira. It says it can be challenging to encourage people when they are doubting God, especially if their mindset is firmly set. Have you had friends uh, that doubted God and how did you encourage them? Yes.
1: All the time. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> all the time. You call people and they're just like, I don't know if God's going to do this. And and I always remind them uh, of the scriptures and, and allowing people, you know, sometimes I just let people talk. Uh, I think that's kind of key. We, we try to fix things. We're kind of fixers, aren't we? Um, we try to like, well, let's do this. Well, let's just do this. And a lot of times people, people just want to lament and just kind of just vent and, and you know, just give you their troubles and tell you what's going on. Um, So it's, it depends on, you you have to, you have to see if they're willing to even hear you because most of the time when people are talking, they don't want to hear you. Uh, Mm -hmm. They just want to, they just want to lament. So just giving them opportunities to lament and, 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 and doubt about God and and giving them a safe space where they're able to do that. And then, you know, once they're in a place where they're willing to at least hear you, then reminding them how God has worked in the past. Mm -hmm. I mean, if Elijah would have looked back and just said, he just brought fire from the heaven. He can he can protect me against Jezebel. Um, oh, yeah. But again, we have amnesia. We we quickly forget what God does.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm I'm trying to work on that, Rash. But I'm really not the person to call if you have to lament. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm working. Are you lamenting? I, <laughs> suck it up. <laughs> I, I do, but I'm a problem solver, and um, and I've always I've always got What's ideas. Mm-hmm. and so you know one of the things that i found a lot of times with people who um i guess you could say that doubt affect them in a in a in a major way a lot of people feel like that they are the exception to the rule you know that when it comes to whatever they're facing it's only me and this has never happened to anybody else in the world and, and that I think, is a good time to go with them scriptures you know I mean? that's the that's the beauty of some of these characters we've been talking about you look in the word you can almost always find somebody who's been through what you've been through, you know, and sometimes again, you, you're talking Bible verses now, but you know, there's, there really is nothing new. And, and, um, so sometimes if you can share whether it be biblical characters, and I know sometimes you're not dealing with people in the church that might not be, um, that might not be something that they can identify with, but stories, stories of where someone else faced what you faced. Yeah. And, and, and God was able to help them. And, um, uh, and so that's kind of my go-to thing.
1: Um, what, I, what I look at is, is Job. When his friends showed up, they didn't say anything. He literally lost everything. There was a man who had every right to be doubt God. Um, and they just sat with him. They just sat with him and were near him and let him explain himself. Um, of course, they dropped the ball afterwards. But... But I think it is. A speaker. <laughs> I'm telling you, everyone in the Bible—they're all—they all mess up. I'm just letting you guys know. There's like no perfect person there, other than in Jesus. But, um, but yeah, they just I, I, there's there's something to be said about just letting people lament, and then when they're in a place, well, they'll listen to you because most people are not. Yeah, that's, that's that's my personal view on some people. They just they are not in a place to hear from you. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. All right. So here we go. So when witnessing, if someone doubts the validity of the Bible, how can we minister to them and help them see the, the truth in the word? Mm,
1: excellent. Your testimony, what God has done for you. You're, if, the, if you're trying to argue the scriptures and they don't even believe the scriptures, you're, you're, you're going to waste your time. Yeah. Um, and don't, God does not need somebody to argue if he's real or not. Um, cause he is, and he doesn't care if people doubt he's not real. Um, <laughs> uh, what he just, your personal testimony, I think speaks volumes. And then people take that and they say, well, if it, if it, if you really believe that, then let me experience this for myself. And then that's the cool thing about Pentecost is you can experience it. You know, I, I love that. You could just say, experience it for yourself. And if you don't like it, give it back. Mm-hmm. no you know, there's not a contract you're not signing anything you're not buying anything you're just you're going to experience you know the gift of the holy ghost and uh, you know the gift of the holy spirit and and if you don't like it just give it back and most people when they experience it they go okay maybe there's, give that back, right? <laughs> uh, there's something going on here
0: i'm <laughs> you know valuing my life here i think and this is what i think i think there are times when god very much is up for the challenge i mean in fact if you go back to Malachi, I, you know when when he's speaking to the people about tithes and offerings and he and he says to the people that you're robbing me and and, and he says try me you know we like, said try me and see if I won't God said you got doubts put me to the test put me to ooh. Yeah. Me to the test. And, and so he is as if he's saying you know bring your, bring your doubts to me yes. and, and let me work them out. And and I mean that's what faith is all about. You know we we doubt we we can't see it. We can't you know we can't even get our breath. But I'm gonna move anyway. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna step anyway, and you you know, and so that that story there, when God says, challenge me, and he he he's the one who offered the challenge. Yes, try
1: me and see if I won't. And and I think your doubts that your your doubts evolve. It's not kind of like at the first part where you're like, is God real? Or it it evolves to just more you know more detailed things where will God meet me at you know, making sure I get this house or making sure I um, I, I witness as one person or something, you know, it, it, it evolves. So it, it doesn't stay where it's at because your, your experiences do add uh, add to your faith, as I think I, I, we've, we've previously talked to on a Wednesday night.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, you, you know, I mean, speaking of just finances, you know, you, you guys have heard my story about, you know, in my utter brokenness um, when I first came to church <laughs> and, you know, here, I'm hearing the preacher talk about giving and I'm going, you got to be kidding you know, what what in the world is God gonna do with what I have? You, you know that no sense, no sense, no logic. I get paid and I'm already in the negative. You know, and I need to give you some. I, I, you know, you don't want to own a cattle on a thousand hills. What you need my money for? You know, I mean, we, we've all had that, and I've heard people. You know, I'm I'm sure I wasn't the only one, and it didn't make sense at all. But you know, literally terrified putting in that that time check, you know, when I decided to try him, when I decided to do what he said in Malachi, try me and see if I will. And, you know, yeah, those first, you know, early times were, were terrifying, yeah. but over time, as you, just to your point that, you know, our doubts change or, or our doubts help, if we can press through them, then our faith is eventually increased in that area, for lack of a better way to put that.
1: yeah. Um, Definitely. Our, our faith gets purified and, and our experiences kind of increase about God. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so I think when, when it comes to dealing with people and their doubts, then we have to challenge people. You know, you, if you're not going to believe God, then surely I can't convince you. I mean, again, my story, um, who can, who can deny your story? You know, I, you, you may be able to, if I give you some verse or I refer you to the Bible, you might be able to find something, but but my story is my story. This, this is real. This is happening. This is a person they can see, feel, and touch. If God did that for them, perhaps.
1: It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. We, I think we, we, um, we really minimi- we minimize our experience because we don't think it's a big deal, but it is. We doubt that. We, yeah, doubt- without, without our, <laughs> we doubt our experience. We're like, well, I don't know how big of a, I don't have like that powerful testimony where, you know, uh-huh. like your brother lost, you're a pirate and God brought you back to, you know, it's no, It, your testimony has power. And no matter how
0: you know uncool you think it is it it there's power to your testimony absolutely. oh yeah and nobody can tell your story the way you tell your story exactly you know, I've heard some amazing testimonies in my life and I may try to share somebody else's testimony and you know I'm all psyched up because i I heard it from them firsthand or I read it in their book and I'm and, and it's lacking something when I try to tell somebody else's story. but when I tell my own story, you know there's that passion that comes through you know the details of it you know the feeling that happened when god did that thing in your life and you know when you when you start thinking about back something stirs up in you and that stirring affects people and people can feel that you know that that when when that you know i mean there's emotion tied to those things that god did in your life and nobody can tell your story the way you do
1: you No know one, and, and and remember alicia she was talking about how she works in the in the prisons and mm-hmm. she's not allowed to mention god she's not allowed to bring the god up but fee- people feel the spirit inside of her oh yeah even just that spirit they just they people feel there's something different about you
0: oh yeah yeah i remember looking at my time he's track of time i remember at uh working in it in uh at christiana and the one of the what do they call them uh, the chaplains had stopped in the in the print room in my office and he was Headed back to Africa or somewhere, and we were chit chatting. And you know, I figured this was the last time I was probably going to see this dude. So I loaded up my story and I backed the whole thing up on this man in like an hour. You know, I just like, bro. You know, and and he was standing there dumbfounded. By the time I got done, he goes, "I've never heard a testimony like that." You know, but but my point is, your story does affect people. Yes, it does. And it, you know, maybe right in that moment it may not, but you know, sometimes when people get in a certain situation, they think back. To the passion they felt, they think back that's what they call it. I mean and but you know the spirit of God is in us and, and we when we share with others even through our story. And so um you, my point is our story does affect people. Yeah. And um again, when they get ready, which we can't get them ready, when they get ready to try God, I think our stories may come to mind and they know where to find it. Yes, they do. That's
1: right.
0: All right, let's see. Got time for a few more here. And they are coming. Okay. So, Raj, what's your favorite Bible verse that directly addresses doubt? Not just helps your doubt, but actually talks about the concept of doubt. Oh, it's like up to Annie on you.
1: Oh, of course, yes. The um, the passage I like that I kind of go through all the time is in Romans. Um,
0: Ooh,
1: I got one thing. Hold on. Let me get it for you. It is Romans 10, 17. Consequently, faith comes by hearing
0: uh-huh.
1: and hearing by the word of God. I think that's probably my go-to is, um, am I listening to God's word? Or am I watching CNN? You know, am, am I you know, <laughs> or watching Fox News? Whatever it might be, because uh, man, they they do have a way to zap um, your faith uh, and suck you dry. Uh, but are you listening to something positive? Are you mm-hmm. the Word of God? The Word of God. It's it's so important that we listen to the Word of God. It really does increase. It uh, strengthens our faith.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think of um, I don't know where it is offhand. I'm I'm bad with coming off the fly with with uh, scripture, and you know I butcher it up, so you guys have to fill in the blanks. But you know where where God says that that we have not a high priest who has not been touched by our our infirmities, you know, and He says, but therefore come boldly to Mm. obtain grace, and 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 that that boldly means don't be sheepish about it, don't come hesitant, you know, don't don't doubt that I won't receive you with grace. Don't, don't doubt that I love, you know, and, and so to me, that's one of my go-tos, like, just come. You, you have a God who's been through all kinds of things. You have a God who experienced doubt in the flesh. Yes, you know, he did. Father, why have you forsaken me? You know what I mean? And, 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 in all manners, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly right, rock Yeah. So come boldly. Don't doubt that I will not receive you with grace. And and so that, that's one of my, my go-tos. I'm not going to run from him because if there's any hope for me at all, it's going to be in him. Yes. And that uh, he he's his plans for me are good. So all, all of that. Yeah, that's another one.
1: And and he's not he's not really affected by your doubt. I, I don't know if you read the Psalms. I mean those there's mm-hmm. a lot of doubt in there if you read about it. <laughs> he's not he's not affected by it. He's not um, scared by
0: it. He, he welcomes it. So absolutely. Thank you. Hebrews 4:15, Caleb Beers. I appreciate that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. there's a couple of more the same kind of in the same vein here. I'm scrolling to see if there are any more. We are coming up. We have about three minutes left here. so if you have a question you want to get in, you can stick it in there. Um, I am scrolling here for others. Give me one second. I thought I saw another one here that I passed. Oh, oh, by the way, Donna said to tell you she has the same eye patch. No way. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> all right. I keep it on all, all, all night, Dinah,
0: but it, it just wasn't working. It wasn't working. That's all right, Rush. I think we have actually addressed all the questions, other than who's that clogged down above you? <laughs> that was that. I'm pretty sure that was Julie. <laughs> yeah.
1: My uh, my two and a half year old and my five year old. So they're just running around. They're like, "Hey, my feet are online. Oh, this is crazy!" So um, so it's just <laughs> hey, that's life, right? <laughs> that's right that's right yeah they're trying to juggle it all they're trying to
0: juggle it all exactly
1: trying to juggle it all
0: all right well i think we have answered all the questions uh that i have that we have on doubt tonight and um i appreciate you sharing the rush and um we are going to actually sign off here desi do you have any other questions or I think so. He's good. Well, before we jump off, let me remind you all to go to newarkubc.info. Um, and you can enter. There's a card there called Encourage Yourself in the Lord. And, and that was one of David's um, scriptures. And that's what David did. I'm sure when he dealt with doubt, he found a way to encourage himself. We can't always rely on other people to boost us up and, and, uh, and get us out of the muddy grubs. And we got to learn how to go to God. And his word is what encourages us. So there are a whole list of verses that have already been provided that have been submitted that folks use to encourage themselves when they're facing doubt, but you also have the opportunity to add yours to that list. Um, what, what verses encourage you? You can add those there and we'll compile those and present them back to you in some format um, in the near future, but go to our qpc.info, go to the Encouraging Yourself card and submit those. Um, also, be sure to worship in your giving. Uh, if you're not in a small group, get in one. We had a blast this week so far.
1: Can't wait.
0: This month, we're having plain old fun. I know some of you guys, guys cool. have having, uh, having an axe to grind about fun, <laughs> but we need it. We're living in stressful times. Uh, everybody's, this is an odd time we're living in. You know, you got to get up tight to go to the grocery store. And, and so we need some laughs. And and, and, the, and Bible tells that laugh is good for the soul. So That's the it. month of August, we're dedicated to just absolutely plain old fun. And we had a blast yesterday. And so, if you are in a small group and you've been absent, come back with us and, 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 and join in. If you're not in a small group, be sure to join. Uh, well, that's it. We're going to sign off this evening. We're right up on the hour. I appreciate you all joining us. Good night and God bless.